Got an ace on that hole? Or whatever, whatever you do. Do golfers talk like that? Yeah, all, all the time. Hello? Hi, John. Hi, Dan. What's up? Oh, man. Oh, yo. What? Man. What are you doing? Today's going to be great. Because it's uh, National Taco Day? No, but that just makes it better. Well, it, today, I believe, is is National Taco Day. Oh, oh, ring that bell. I don't have a bell to ring, but yeah, look at that. Thursday, October 4th, National Taco Day 2018 in the United States of America. I actually just ate tacos for lunch, too. I am going to have tacos today. You've got to. Sure. You've got to. Mm-hmm. Not optional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not an optional. Not an optional. Did you just wake up? Oh, one minute ago. Oh my God. This is, this is going to be epic. Cause there was no, I didn't set an, or maybe I did have an alarm, but it, it went off a long time ago and I forgot about it. And then I was, I was so asleep and just something, some, some, you know, white Walker came into my dream. That was, was me. Like, that was me. Was like, <laughs> time to get up dude and i was like whoa okay just everybody chill out for a second like you know get the leopards back in their cages and i opened my eyes i looked over at my little f- clock and it was like ten fifty nine, dude nice i was like whoa what's up white walker so i jumped out of bed and i and then i looked at my text and you were like you're a ding dong or whatever it was that you were saying and I was like, sure, totally, on my way, whatever. You know, I have like on my way set in my phone as sure. a thing that I say all the time to people. Right. Because it's what I say when it's like, oh, shit, I forgot about that. I just go, on my way. I ran downstairs and now I'm here. There you are. I am 100% still asleep. Well, so, uh, well, we'll ease you into the day gently. Okay. I, um, feel, I feel very positive about it, though. What I had said to you wasn't your ding-dong. It was a tweet from mm-hmm. uh, listener Jim Krogsund, mm-hmm. who says, uh, not T-shirts, not mugs, but roadwork mm-hmm. socks are the swag we need. Oh. Fun and funky, he says. Uh-huh. He wants swag. That's what he wants. Oh, we're talking about merch now. I think so, yeah. That's what he wants. He wants socks. Let me just wade right into that, shall I? Yeah, go for it. I have <laughs> not one. I have okay. I have a dresser. It's like a a really cool mid century modern low dresser that I found twenty years ago somewhere. Yeah, that now is probably worth twenty five hundred dollars. But at the time, I found I don't know. I didn't find it on the side of the road, but it was somewhere, some Goodwill, and it's in really nice shape. And you know, I don't have a lot of that kind of furniture around, but I but I have that. Right. And it's got six drawers in it. Top drawer is underwear drawer. Top left drawer, I'm sorry, underwear drawer. Yeah. Top right drawer is like a drawer that I have never understood. I keep, I used to keep a video camera in there. Like I set up and ready to go? No, just one. That's just where I thought to put it. Oh. I uh, Right now it has probably 250 handkerchiefs and pocket squares and bandanas in it. But it's not like I wear bandanas every day. No. So that top right drawer has always been, the whole right side is very confusing to me. I'll go down the right side then first. The second to the bottom right one is like shorts and swimsuits. Okay, sure. Uh, the, the bottom right side is 
yeah, for a long time I left it empty in case like I had somebody like a friend who was living with me for a while mm. and wanted that to be like her special area. Then I decided that was just forget that forever. Yeah, seriously. Forget all friends forever. What are fr- what are friends anyway? What are friends for, right? Yeah. And why would you leave them a drawer in your own damn room? Right. That's weird. So then they're just going to junk it up. You got enough crap. Yeah, they're going to junk everything. Yeah, I want to put. You know what? I had to clean up my car. Put it on that drawer in your oh. ha- in your house. That, no, that's not that's not cool. I don't want that right next to me. That's right. Now it's you got to smell whatever's in there. Well, so no. So I emptied that out and then I started putting stuff in there that was just like, what, long johns and <laughs> like bondage equipment. It was whatever I wasn't going to use all the time. <laughs> right. But the left side is all the key stuff. So the top sh- the top one is underwear, as I've said. And over the over time, since we got the uh, since we got the nice silverware underwear uh, endorsement. Right. Um, I started to get, you know, a bunch of nice underwear in there, but I was reluctant to throw away the old underwear, which wasn't sure, bad. Yeah. So I got a lot of underwear, but now here's the point of this story. The second to the bottom drawer and the bottom drawer on the left side, two entire drawers devoted to socks. Wow. And neither drawer will close mm. because there are so many socks. I have so many socks because I am super into socks and I don't, I, I'm not proud of it because I see, I've seen the creeping like, oh, quirky socks yeah. thing. I've seen that happen over the last 10 years and I've been like, no, 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 stay out of my quirky socks space. Right. Sure. All you people. But no, here they come. They came into my beard space and they came into my mustache space. They keep coming into my spaces. They came into my quirky sock space. And I used to get my socks. I would wear like lacrosse team socks. I would wear, I would find socks like in foreign countries that were part of their sports (laughs) community. Socks you could pull up over your knee. Socks that were like Argyle socks, but they were sports socks. I mean, I, and it all started with Argyle socks. You know, I wore them when I was young. I was like, Argyles and stripes and dots, you know, if you can find them. But you didn't used to be able to find them. It was a, you had to, you had to expend your energy to find cool socks. Well, now, anytime you walk into a store, there's a rack of socks that have pork chops on them. Right. And Garfield's face. And <laughs> yeah, everywhere, everywhere has them. Target, The Gap. Yeah, everywhere, and they they have little sayings on them now, like you know, behind every great man there's a woman on a bicycle, or I don't I don't understand <laughs> it, but 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 people people naturally know that that's the kind of thing that you know that quirky socks are a thing I don't shy away from, so I get them as gifts. But also, if I'm like at a museum and I go through the gift shop because my daughter loves to go to museum gift shops, and I'm walking through and there's a pair of socks that have like Van Gogh's Starry Night on them or the Declaration of Independence or something like that. You know, something where I have an emotional attachment to it and it's not just a pork chop. It's not just something from Urban Outfitters, but it's a, you know, it's like a cool thing. I can't resist. And I get the socks. Also, if if I'm at REI and I see like wool socks that have a bunch of different colored stripes, I'm like, those are good. Mm. 
So I have so many socks and I, and I believe in socks. I believe, even though it, it, it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy when people are like, I look normal, but I've got weird socks. Like, I don't know. It doesn't drive me crazy. That's cool too. What am I so bent out of shape about? Everybody should wear funky things. Yeah. Why not? If it's, if it's just your socks, if you're just wearing, if you're wearing your girlfriend's underwear to work, like good on you. Uh. I don't know why, you know, if your socks have pork chops on them, I, I drink a toast to you. Wow. So I think roadwork socks are a great idea. Okay. Well, I'm I, sure that Jim Crogsend will be pleased to hear that. Um, is that how you pronounce his name the first time? K K R O G S U N D. Krogsund? Krogsund? I feel like it's Krog like frog. Sure, Krogsund. Not fro. No one says frog. It sounds. Oh, look uh, at that. Look at what's that over there? Oh, that's a frog. It sounds Scandahoovian. Krogsund? <laughs> Krogsund. Yeah, Krogsund. Krogsund. But, but it's from, it's not from downtown Scandinavia. No. Or else. It's from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I look forward to hearing where it's from because I'm sure we're going to hear. Uh, so, but the problem is now, Dan, you and I have to agree on what goes on a roadwork sock. Yeah. And we couldn't even agree on what goes on a t-shirt. No, I know. But socks, I feel like they're easier to do. Okay. All right. <laughs> the, maybe we get a picture of Jim Krogson on this, on there. Cause in his avatar, do you have your, is your phone around? I mean, it's around. All right. I'm going to paste you an image. This is his avatar on Twitter. It's a picture of him. He looks very happy, uh, very straight teeth. He has glasses and a baseball cap on, and he's holding a dog, and the dog is small enough that his hand is mostly uh, able to go around its midsection. The dog's hand? The, no, the, his, uh, his own hand. Oh. And he's holding the dog up, and the dog is a small white dog with brown or, brown or black ears. And it's got a little bandana on its neck. He's wearing a wedding ring on his T-shirt. He's wearing a white T-shirt that appears to be Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and then he's got his seatbelt on like a proper gentleman. Well, he we could just get that. His dog could be on the sock. He sounds amazing. Yeah. But dogs have nothing to do with this program. Oh. I can't think of a thing that we have. We, we we both don't want dogs. That's let's no, just leave it at that. No, we don't. We don't really. Uh, the only ways that we talk about dogs are with great trepidation. Yeah, that's putting it nicely and mildly. He seems like a like a fine, upstanding young person. Yeah. Um. But I. But this is the first that he's ever really appeared on the scene. What about so socks think, with with a bathtub on it? Because you you're always in your bathtub. Well. Okay. Bathtub All right, socks. Keep going. Now we're spitballing. What about socks with pictures of underwear on them? They'd be your underwear socks. Oh, hold on, hold on. You're onto something. One of my favorite T-shirts is uh, from a band, and the t and the T-shirt has a picture of a T-shirt on it. Yeah. And you know, the Long Winters made a piece of merch uh-huh. that was I thought very successful, which was a T-shirt. Or the trucker hat on it, <laughs> and the trucker hat said "The Long Winters." See, that so that T-shirt sold like hot cakes. I would wear that today. It's a great shirt. Why don't why, why didn't I ever keep a shirt? I never kept any of my shirts. There's well, there's the, there. there's the kind of person who would wear a shirt with their own company logo on it, 
and there's the kind of person that wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the time you'll see somebody who like, like I'm making this up. The Nike, the president of Nike comes out and he's not wearing a Nike or she, I don't know if it's a man or a woman. I shouldn't say he, they come out and they don't have like a big Nike logo on their shirt. They're just wearing like a button up shirt. You're like, okay, you're too good for your own brand. That's how I feel. Oh, and really? then you see Greg Norman come out. Of course he's wearing the shark. He's got the shark on there. Because he's Greg Norman, sure, that's his he's brand. Greg Norman, right? Of he's got to pr- promote his ba- brand all the time. What does Tyler Woods wear? Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Uh, usually a red Nike shirt, and it usually has a little white swoosh on it. And then his hat will be the Tiger Woods hat. He has his own brand of clubs and other gear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, and, it'll have uh, a little TW logo on on the hat. Usually the hat's black. I didn't have any idea when I asked that question that you were going to have such a comprehensive answer. I love golf. I watch golf all the time. You do? Oh, yeah. Why have we not discussed this before? Um, you <laughs> it just hasn't golf. come up. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a very good golfer, but I, I enjoy it when I get out, and I, I, love to, uh, I love to watch golf. So, A, you golf. B, no, not well. Let's, let's be clear. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bad golfer, but... I, I, know, I would know see. what to do out there on the range uh, and then on the course, but you sit on the TV watching place and watch TV golf. Mm-hmm. Wow. I have some, I have like so much to learn about you, Dan. It's still, it still amazes me that there's all these, these depths uh, to plumb. I don't, I do not shy away from watching TV golf and, and, and I have never played a round of golf. But I'll watch TV golf. It's fascinating. It seems really, I mean, I've, I can't say I've never played a round of golf because I play miniature golf, but I have never gone out and stood. I've spent a lot of time on golf courses because I was in cross-country running and cross-country skiing, and both of those sports in high school oh, are performed on golf courses. Interesting, interesting. Uh, partly, partly on golf courses. Um, but I've never stood at a tee and looked out across the grass and yelled four and tried to whack that ball. And well, that, you don't want to, you don't want to yell four. I mean, that's not, that's never what you want. Oh, oh really? Four, you, you yell four if, all right. So usually when you're on the golf course, you're not the lucky enough to be the only person out there. Usually you're with a small group of people. Sometimes they're your friends. Sometimes they're just strangers that you've gotten paired up with. Depending oh, on how no, busy that the, sounds terrible. You mean like, yeah, you know, din- it's not good, but eating dinner in an Amtrak. Yeah. It's like that, uh, which I've never done, but it would, you don't want that. But sometimes if the course is really busy and other times, you know, sometimes you just don't want to go out on your own. A lot of the time people do, but sometimes you just don't want to go out there on your own and you want, uh, you want to go out with other people. And, uh, so are you sometimes allowed to go out on your own. Yes, you are. It depends on the course and how busy it is. And because anyone who's behind you has to wait for you to play your hole. And, and the same is true for you as you are behind somebody else. So I find that stressful when somebody's piled up behind me. Yeah. But that's if you're like at a busy course, it's just what's going to happen. There's no two ways about it. It sucks. Yeah. But you occasionally, if you're taking a long time, so well, can we play through? That's rare though. But four, that's what's going to, that's what you need to shout. If you've hit your ball and you real, and you, this is usually only going to happen when you're teeing. Uh, but you're gonna you're gonna say four. Uh, yeah, I suppose you could be coming out from the fairway toward toward the hole. 
But if there's somebody who you you think could get hit by your ball, oh, that's like you're. Here's the feeling. The feeling is the sinking feeling in your stomach. Oh crap! That ball that I just hit. Um, no, it's going toward four. That's oh. what's. That's what you're doing. You're not just saying four and hitting your ball. Um, it's like heads up. Yeah, yeah. That's heads up. That's uh, oh. parlance for heads up. I get it. I get it. And so, if you're just walking along a golf course and you hear someone yells four, you want to you want to look around and maybe take evasive uh, action. Look, look around. I would put my hands over my head <laughs> and could. dive for the. Dive well, you for a usually gutter. have time by the you know ball, the ball's not traveling that fast that you don't have time to react usually. But I mean, can you look up in the air around you in all directions and pick out a speeding golf ball? That yeah, you, you'd be surprised. You can. That has, uh, I mean, I've seen it. It hasn't happened to me. I haven't, I haven't been the target of a four call before, but I have seen it happen. I've never seen it hit anyone. Huh. Right but on. you understand how golf is played, right? You understand the, the, the concept of a par and, and, and everything else, right? Yes. I, uh, first of all, I'm a reader, Yeah. but, but also I have watched golf on TV um, I've asked I've asked enough questions of other people that are golfers. I think you I should go like, out there, you know. Well, yeah, but when I was when I was in junior high, my dad said, "I'm going to get you golf lessons," and I was like, "I I don't want golf lessons," and he said, "No, it's how you 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 got to know it for business." And I said, "You don't play golf." <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, I know. I was I wish I had learned." <laughs> I was like, "Ah." Uh, even in seventh grade, I knew like, is this another one of these things that you wish you'd learned and now you're going to force <laughs> me to do it? Cause I don't, you didn't learn it and you're a sporty jock. Like, right. Right. I don't want to go walk around and learn it. And he's like, well, we'll just get a couple. So you know how to hit it. I was like, I can't imagine it's that hard. You put it on a little thing and you, you whack away at it. And we went back and forth about whether or not I was going to take golf lessons or not. And then as is usually the case, I got out of it because he just had no follow through and was just like, okay, well, we'll do it. And then never did. So I, so I kind of all the way through high school was always, I felt like he was going to come in the room at some point and be like golf lessons. And he, he never, maybe he brought it up one more time, but then when I was in college, because in college you're exposed to all kinds of other, in, in my experience, uh, you're, exper- you're exposed to all kinds of other, like young white dudes who go to college. Um, there were some. Co- my college roommate was a golfer. Yeah, and we invented a game where we would go out on the campus and just hit golf balls, and the hole, the hole would be like the physics building. Right. All you had to do was like hit the physics building. And we did that a couple, it was a drunk thing. And then we did that a couple of times <laughs> until somebody embedded a golf ball in the windshield of a car that was next to the baseball field. At which point we just all ran for our lives and never did it again. That's it. That's your whole, that's golf in a nutshell for you. Yeah. But par is like, oh, it's a par three hole. So if you get, if you get to the hole in three wax, then you got par. And if you get there in two wax and you're one under par, and if you get there in four wax, you're one over par. And something's called a birdie and something's called a bogey. Right. So one under is a birdie. One over is a bogey. And a hole in one is an ace. And. Eagle. 
Albatross, oh, Condor. Oh, what's, the, what's the Eagle? Uh, you, haven't, you haven't heard of the Eagle, huh? Well, I guess I have. I just don't know how to place it into my into my Ace Bogey Birdie universe. Right. So par par is even. Bir, birdie is one under par. Eagle is right. two under par. Oh, Albatross. Like Albatross is three under par. Condor is f- unofficial name for four under par. I've actually never heard anyone get a condor, let alone use the word, but it, I, I know it exists. Uh, on a single hole? Yes. How many, are there, how many five par holes are there? Uh, there are a lot of five par holes. You Usually, oh, yeah, it depends on the difficulty of the course. It also depends on the size of the, of the course itself. Because if you think about it, Usually, it's going to be between uh, three and five strokes, Uh and and usually two of those are for putting. They usually allow two putts. So, if you go into it thinking two two of those strokes are for putting, that's going to tell you kind of how far away you are or how hard you've got to hit the ball to get it uh, to to where you can put it in, if that makes Uh sense to you. Uh, 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 a condor condor. I, like I said, I've never heard that used in real life. I've never seen anyone get and that. And then I was right about an ACE being a hole in one because it seemed like hole in one was something that you shouted. If you got it in, if you, if you like were playing quarters at a bridal shower, but like, I can't imagine like serious, cool golfers being like hole in one, but you know, so they had to have a cool, yeah, you need to like, have a cool, you need to say ace, oh, I ace. ace, I got an ace on that, got an ace on that hole, yeah, or whatever, whatever you do. Do, do golfers talk like that? Yeah, all, all the time. I'm just preparing you so you'll know what to, how to act when you so get it out. sounded more like how juggalos talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Are there no, juggalos who golf? I'm uh, I'm always wanting to learn new things, and of course, golf is. Well, like, how is first? I got to ask you, how is your? We haven't visited this topic in a while. How is your back doing? The last we talked, you had gone to a guy a few times, and things were improving. I haven't heard you mention it since. Is everything all better? Are you all better? Well, I think that once it once it happened, my my um my concept of all better changed Ah. maybe forever Um, because I just got a strong feeling that I was never quite going to be the same. And so I am all better, but what's, what's changed is I don't have the, I don't have 100% confidence that I can just do whatever the hell I want. Right. And it's, and I'm never going to suffer any consequences because my back, it doesn't feel weak or shabby, but it does feel like something's changed. Something's different. But you're, are you in pain on a regular basis? No. Good. Nope. Nope. Not in pain. And also, you know, back to being able to, I mean, I am essentially doing whatever I want with my body. I continue to pick up my daughter and throw her around. And if somebody says, help me move this thing that's too big to move, I go step aside Mm. or stand aside is actually what I say. Yeah. Stand aside. And then I go ahead and do it. Um, and, but now I'm, there's part of me that's thinking, don't fuck this up. Don't give yourself a, a back injury. Dumb, dumb. 
but then I pull it off each time. So I don't know whether I'm on my way to having another back injury or what I'm trying, I'm trying to be more conscious, but what I, but, but the getting into better shape thing still eludes me mm-hmm. and, and I have to get in better shape, Dan. I just have to get in better shape. You know, if you've, if you are the type of person who is not like you haven't spent time in a gym, you don't know what you're doing kind of thing. I mean, you could go, if you really were serious about it, you could go and, and hire a personal trainer for like one or two, three, maybe even three sessions to show you what to do to design a workout program for you based on your goals, what you can do, what you, what you want to be able to do. And they'll put that together for you and kind of coach you through it. So they'll say, okay, when you're doing this, you want to arch your back and you want to bend your knee like this and whatever, so that you're not doing it wrong and that you don't hurt yourself, you know, worse by doing it wrong. And a lot of gyms have a couple resident trainers in there who are, who are available to do that kind of thing for you. And usually it's not that expensive. Now, if you, if you want to commit to it a little bit more, you could commit to saying, okay, I'll get a trainer for a month or a couple months. And they'll, they'll be there each time and walk you through each thing and, and see how you're doing. And then finally, maybe you could sort of graduate to, to not needing one anymore. Uh-huh. You could say, I want to go once a week. I want to go two or three times a week, whatever you uh-huh. want. I love, I would love to see you get in really good shape. I think you'd be a monster in there. Damn, imagine oh, you deadlifting. Monster. You probably deadlift 500 pounds. Easy. Oh, easy. Wow. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the different kinds of shots in golf? Like the different names for the, have you ever hear the, oh, we're going to have to lay up and you know, like that, like that kind of thing. Pitch. No. Flop, no, flop shot. I, I don't know about those things. I know that you have different clubs, woods and irons and you, and you go over to your big thick leather bag and you think, Hmm, what's the right stick for this? And you pick, Big ones or little ones, depending on whether it's, I think, whether it's a far away or a close. Yeah. Right? That's the only, it's like bigger stick means farther away. Um, I mean, that's one way to think of it. I, I, it's not, it's not like when you're close up, you're going to be using a tiny dinky little uh, club necessarily. Did yeah. you just, did you just call them sticks? Clubs, clubs. Okay. Um, and, uh, and I know that putters, there are certain there's like a whole weird cult around putters. Yes. Billy Baru and, and putters make uh, weird. Like there, there are some that look like somebody used technology to yes. make a better. Putter. Yes. There are a lot of and, those and they and work. Looks, they actually do. <laughs> they do work because, oh, they do? yeah, because here's the thing when you're out there and you'll find this, if you ever go and, and, and get out, um, it's fun to like grab your driver you know, and like whack the hell out of that ball and see that thing go hundreds of yards. And then you're like, yeah, like this is what golf's all about, you know? And then, and then when you finally uh, get to wherever it landed, hopefully on the fairway somewhere, uh, and you're like, oh crap, now I got to get this thing like into that hole somewhere. And then what you find is that you really suck at putting. Like even the best golfers are, some of them are great at putting, but like, that's not the exciting part of golf until it goes in the hole. Like the exciting part's like whacking the ball and getting it out there and running down. But then when you get a putt, you're like, okay, now we must putt. Now I need and a it's, special putt. And you're like, well, 
this one here is like weighted and it's supposed to like tap the ball in just a certain way and compensate for my my pinky misalignment and all this other stuff and these different grips that you can do and and uh but the the putters do you know it's somewhere between like they have these different balls that they make and they're like oh you'll get an extra 20 yards out of this ball if you hit because of the core is made of you know tungsten or some crap and you know you want you wind up uh trying these different balls out and then everyone has their own little like you got to come up with something you got to draw on the ball too that lets it know that it's yours and not your one of your frenemies that you're golfing with. Wait, oh, you'd make a little sign on it? Yeah, you can you could fill in like you know how there's little divots in the ball, you could you mm-hmm. could fill a certain pattern in, maybe you put mm-hmm. a little face of a raccoon on on yours, you know, or a raven. A rune. Yeah. Something like that that lets you know that it's that it's your ball and that way it doesn't get confused with the other guy's ball. But so you've got you've got your drive, you've got approach shots, You've got different kinds of layup shots. You got your your your, uh, your chip shot, pitch. Chip. Yeah, what are all these things? A drive is that is your long distance. You're going to grab one of your drivers, like for example, a three wood. Okay, right. Three wood. And and uh, and that's and, the whack the shit out of it. Yes, and that that hits it as far down the fairway towards the green as you can possibly get. Well, what's a one wood? Uh, a even even farther hitting uh, wood than a three. We would like to say thank you very much to HelloFresh. This is the meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so that you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. This is, this is a fact. Now, there is something for everyone with HelloFresh. This is the thing. They have an incredible selection of stuff. They have three plans to choose from. You get your classic veggie and family. And this is what's so great about it is that you're going to get different meals. These are going to be kid test, the family dinners. They're tested so that even kids who are as picky as mine will still like the food. And you know what? I've said this before. I'll say it again. Involve them in the process. Have them cook with you. Your kids if they're anything like mine, will be much more likely to eat food that they have helped make. It's like an art project for them. They love it. They love doing it. And then you go and you say, okay, it's there. And they made it. So of course they're going to, you know, try the Brussels sprouts or whatever, because they helped. It's so much fun to do this. You're going to feel confident when you're cooking HelloFresh meals because the recipes, they're simple. They're outlined on, uh, they look the way that they look in the pictures and they give you these great step-by-step instruction cards. They're going to make it so easy to do. You don't have to plan out your dinner. You don't have to spend money on takeout. You don't have to worry about, you know, finding all of the ingredients week after week. Oh, when are going to make again? None of that. It's gone. You now have variety and you have healthy foods. All the ingredients come pre-measured in handy labeled meal kits so you know exactly what ingredients go with, 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 with which recipe. You won't spend all night in the kitchen because the recipes, they only take about 30 minutes to do it. And here's the other thing. There are tons of benefits to subscribing to this so that you can keep enjoying HelloFresh week after week. You spend less time in meal planning. You spend less time grocery shopping. You get to do more of the things that you love to do. And uh, you're going to get delicious filling meals. They're delivered right to your door every week for less than $10 per serving and free shipping. 
And you can go into your account super easy, manage it. You can change the delivery date. So you make sure you get it on the day that you want to get it. If your schedule changes, you want it on a different day, no big deal. You can pause deliveries when you go on vacation. I love these meals. They're great. I involve my kids in the whole thing. They eat the food. It's great to see them eat actual food for a change. And uh, here's the deal. For a total of $60 off, you're going to get $20 off your first three boxes. Visit HelloFresh.com slash Roadwork60 and enter the code Roadwork60. And again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Roadwork60 and enter the code Roadwork60 and you'll get $20 off your first three boxes for a total of 60 bucks off. It's basically like getting six meals free. That's kind of how I think of it. So uh, go check it out. And we do appreciate the support of HelloFresh. So if you are on a five par hole yeah, and you get your biggest wood yes, and you whack that thing all the way, yes, what keeps you from being able to get it all the way down there? Why does it have to be five pars? Uh, because they, somebody, probably the people who have designed the golf course, um, have determined that how difficult uh, it, it, that particular hole is to get to, to, to get the ball in the hole. So right. they're saying, you know what? There's no way anyone's going to be able to get this thing in here in, in three strokes. No way. Maybe it's too hard. Maybe it's too far. So then they said, well, this is a five so far. Can they make yes. it so far that even the, even somebody strong can't get it there in yes. like two whacks? Usually, usually people can get it there in one or two. I mean, if you're John Daly, then you can, you know, if Tiger Woods in his, in his prime, you could get it anywhere in one stroke with accuracy. Right. But um, then you need to get it in the hole with your putter, as you're saying. Right. Um, but, you know, th- so, so th- that was one of the big things when Tiger Woods hit first hit the scene was that his drives were not only incredibly powerful and, and far ranging, but he, they were accurate too. So he wasn't just hitting it from the tee all the way to the green in one stroke. Uh, he was getting it right where it needed to be so that he could do a, a, a quick, easy approach shot lay it up and, and, and hit it in and one, maybe two more strokes. So he, he was taking these par four, par fives and turning them into par twos, you know? Um, oh, par two. But the, the drivers, so there's usually a one and a three and a five. And the difference between the different kinds of drivers is how high the loft is. Okay, so the loft, oh. that is the angle. So imagine the, the club face, which is the little widget at the end of the, the club has an angle to it, right? Sure, sure. And depending on the angle of that club face, and I, I would need to look up what they are if you want me to, I can. But the, the um, one wood has the lowest loft. So that's like And the five is going to have flat. the highest. Yes. And five like puts it way up there. Yes, and it takes much more skill to hit with a one wood than with a three or a five. I don't think I've ever even owned a one wood or used it because I'm not that I'm not good enough for that. Because like, a one is just going to send it right into the. You right need to the know what mud. you're doing. You need to know exactly what you're doing. 
Well, what if the T is way up high on a hill and the hole is way down low in the valley? Yeah, then then you might you might uh, you might be in better shape than that. Using well, this. all of that is like super duper interesting. I I I remember when Tiger Woods first came on the scene, and it had and you had that feeling. We all had that feeling. Like, oh, here's another one of those great, great athletes that only comes along once in a while. And it sort of doesn't matter whether you like golf or not, because watching this person yeah, is so exciting. So, yeah, it's like he is superb. And so this is and, you know, and to just watch somebody that is just a winner like that in a way that most of us the vast, vast majority of us will never be someone who is just the greatest in the world at something. And you know, Tigers, you get the long story about how his dad raised him up to be a right. golfer or something. Right, I mean, there's right. not, I don't, I don't always look at those stories and think, I wish that I had worked that hard. I generally don't think that. Mm-hmm. But it's so impressive that you end up like I could never get into uh, watching the Tour de France very much, mm. you know, a little bit, but it has that it has that uh, that bicycling problem where the bicycles go by and you and you're like woo ding 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 ding, but like <clears throat> you kind of have to be in a helicopter to think it's interesting and then even that it's all day long the bicycle race is all day long so 99 percent of it it's like why i don't like basketball yeah the reason i don't like basketball is that they go back and forth back and forth back and forth through the entire game and then the score is 98 to 100 and and it always comes down to the last minute and if it doesn't come down to the last minute if it's if the score is 106 to 50 you're like this sucks this isn't fun. You don't want to see a team just dunking on another one over no, and over. No, and over. it's never any fun. So basically, you just watched. I don't know how long a basketball game is. Four hours? Uh, an hour? <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's four hours. I don't watch basketball either, so I couldn't like, tell it's you. Like it's like four hour long quarters or how something. How long is a basketball game? Let's see. Two hours and 58 minutes is the average oh, length God. of a major league baseball game. Okay. okay How come baseball. I typed in basketball and it comes back in with baseball? All right. Basketball. Oh, oh gosh. This is take nothing. Cora. What is Cora? Quora. Oh, Quora? Quora doesn't know the answer? Quora's like, Nothing I used to be in the U.S. Navy, and I'll tell you all about a basketball game. Okay. I was on the USS Saratoga. <sighs> this is a nightmare. This is why I don't watch basketball. Four quarters of 12 minutes for the NBA. Four quarters of 12 minutes. The NCAA is two halves, 20 minutes each. And high so school two- is uh, four quarters, eight minutes each, or 18-minute halves. Whoa. I don't watch so the, basketball. I don't watch soccer. The big time, the big time uh, shows are like between forty and fifty minutes. It sounds like. Guess so. Well, you could have could have fooled me because they feel like they last forever, and uh, and it's largely because right you've got uh, you've got people just doing the same thing, and so I I know I'm not the first to say it. Um, 
I'm not the first to say that basketball games should be four minutes long. I was going to say, I was going to say 10, eight to 10. Yeah. And you start, if you can't you, decide who's better within eight to 10 minutes, then what's the point? Yeah. I mean, I guess in the course of that 50 minutes, the score sometimes goes back and forth. I mean, it has to go back and forth, right? Cause it's like 14 to 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 12 and then it's like 14 to 14 oh somebody scored a six three point oh but then they return the ball because it's just like you guys go down and, and shoot a basket then we'll go down and shoot a basket you yeah you could totally take care of that in eight minutes uh but golfing watching it on tv you know there's an awful lot of walking mm-hmm. but it's got those now when you were going to go play you're probably not going to walk the course you're probably going to get a golf cart what yeah you don't you're not going to walk the course of course I'm going to walk nah, the course. No, you're probably not going to walk the course because you're going to be carrying your very heavy golf bag and it's, mm. it's, it, you're just, you're not going to want to do that. It's, it's, it's in my nature to, to, I, um, I know, but you're just not going to do it. I'm telling you. Golf cart. Yeah, it's fun. I don't know about that. And then there's, there's ladies who drive up and give, give you, you know, give you little beverages and snacks and stuff while you're out there. This does not happen at the public course. Uh, I mean, no, probably not, but you have to pay for it. They're not free drinks. Oh, I see. Um, but you know, you get it. You also got to learn, you also got to learn, you know, like what a a draw, a fade, a slice, a hook. You got to learn all these things. I mean, my, my big question is, and the, one of the big reasons I didn't want to play golf is that, Golfers are assholes, right? I mean, isn't it like, I don't want to get drunk. And it seems like a lot of people are just out there getting drunk. And they're just, I don't know, there's just an awful lot of assholes in the world. Why do I want to be with, why do I want to be with assholes? Yeah. Some of them are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And whereas like other, like skiers are assholes, but you don't have to deal with them. You ski on by. And, um, what are some other sports? I mean, runners are assholes, yeah. but they're all being assholes by themselves or in, or in very small groups. There's a lot of fights break out in gyms. I'll tell you that. In gyms. Yeah. 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 Well, no, everybody in a gym they're is all, they're all in the juice. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You're saying that people in just normal gyms yes. that you go to in a normal town. Oh, hell yes. Are on steroids. Yes. Or, or or other kinds of growth hormones or things like that. At really? the very, very least, they're all on creatine, if not the juice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, that seems crazy. And they get, they, they, there's fights. The trainer's getting fights. Why aren't, why are normal people <clears throat> taking steroids? Uh, because they want to get stronger, faster, because they want to look a certain way. There was a kid in my high school who was like a little, he was just a cute kind of string bean kid. Mm. He was a good skier. I liked him as a person. And then sometime in high school, I think he and his, his friends who were, you know, they were harmless. They were the kinds of guys that were going to, they were probably going to join a fraternity, but it wasn't going to be the worst fraternity and they weren't going to be the worst guys in the fraternity. But, you know, it was like, it was like they were coming from that, from that angle. All of a sudden, I think they got into steroids because my little pal, who was such a nice fella, 
just turned into this. And the thing is, he turned into a giant muscle popping monster. Yeah. But he was still a really sweet guy. I mean, nothing changed about him except that all of a sudden he looked like he was just this terrifying um, muscle pig. And it had to have been, it had to have been steroids because it happened in the space of like six months. Oh, yeah. Felt like. Yeah. Between when he was a sophomore and when he was a junior, he just like, he was a completely different aminal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I, I can't imagine why you would do that to yourself. I guess I can't imagine why you would be a bodybuilder in the first place. So, so I'm, I'm the wrong, <clears throat> I'm the wrong person to ask. Right? I mean, I think there's, there's, there are three kinds of people who are going to go into a gym to move heavyweights around. And the, the first kind is the kind who are, you know, they, they want to maintain their health and their strength or they're recovering from an injury or, you know, something like that, where these are people who are doing it for overall health and fitness. Then there are people who are going to like, be strong, you know, like, like I want to see how much I can lift, you know, um, or competitive lifters, that type of thing. And then there's what you call bodybuilders Uh, and bodybuilders are people who are doing it. Not so much to, to be strong as they are to look a certain way. And usually that way is defined by having a very lean, low body fat uh, and high muscle and lots of definition and, and size to go along with the definition. And bodybuilding is about appearance. Strength training is about being strong. And so I think, um, I think, you know, one of the side effects of stuff like uh, steroids uh, is that you lose a lot of the body fat while you're building the muscle. And so you get that sort of veiny, dehydrated kind of a look, which is the goal for a lot of bodybuilders. And, you know, the people who are doing it to do strength is like, well, you know, they, they want to deadlift 600 pounds. They want to deadlift 650 pounds and they've, they've topped out at 625 and they don't know why they want to, they want to hit 650 or whatever. Um, and one of the ways you can do that is, you know, is, is getting on one of these things that, uh, I see. that helps you <clears throat> get to that point. I see. I, <clears throat> right. I don't think, I think, yeah, I just had a little bit of, you know, I, I just woke up. Um, I, uh, I want, what do I want? I want to, uh, retain vitality. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I have never found, I've never been in a situation where I was like, I wish I was stronger because I just kind of, I came into this earth with a certain amount of just strongness that has never failed me. You know what I mean? Like I don't go, like I never think I wish I had more endurance or I wish I could have moved that car off of that child faster if there is a child under a car, I will just move the car. Sure. With the amount of fastness required. Right. But I do wish that I had more um, flexibility. I'm not very flexible. And yeah, I think um, I think just the sort of overall health. And I don't know. I, I think there are probably people listening who are like yoga. 
or something. But I don't, but I will, but like all people who struggle to work out, I if also, I just find it boring. I find all things boring that are exercise related. Mm. And I, and because I like janked my knee many years right, ago, sure. I can't like, I don't know, do some of the most boring stuff like running and, and biking for exercise. I keep thinking that maybe I should get one of those rowing machines like in that TV show, um, the TV show that takes place in Washington D.C., starring Kevin Spacey, that has the that best. you don't you don't want to say the name of it. No, I can't remember. Oh, House of Cards. It, House of Cards. It has the best theme music of any yeah. TV show. Yes, we've talked about that when you were poo-pooing the Game of Thrones uh, theme song. Yeah, which and is why awful. it doesn't deliver, and why House of Cards does. I know. I I agree. House of Cards is the best theme yeah. song. Uh, but that you know, he, his think, rower was one of the water filled rowers. Yeah, I use water. a regular air rower. Uh, the but water one is good. You got to change one. the water. You got to change it though. They oh, don't no, tell you, you that. Do? Yeah, the one that he that he had after after it came out in that show became so popular that the company couldn't make enough of them. They couldn't even keep them in stock. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was because it was very impressive looking. Yeah, you know, it's, it looks cool. It's like. Wash, 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 wash. Um, so <laughs> I feel like maybe that is a total asshole thing to have in your house. Like, oh, you got the thing from House of Cards. But my dad was a rower. I always felt like rowing was was a thing maybe I should end up doing. I row four or five times a week. No, you do not. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I rode this, rode this morning for 30 minutes. On a on one that you own or one at a gym? Oh, one I own. I I was doing it so much that I just broke down and bought one. Eventually, I bought a cheap one first and said, Ah, you know who needs a nice one like the gyms have? And I used it for a couple months. It was so loud and so crappy, and I was using it so much. I said, All right, and I sold that uh, to. Actually, I think I just gave it to a friend, and then I I bought a nice one. And, and makes a big difference. A nice one makes a big difference. And what do you do when you are rowing? I have a little, uh, a little, I guess you call it a stand. It's a, a little attachment to the rower that holds an iPad. And so I watch TV shows while I'm rowing. You do? Yeah. This morning I've been watching uh, a show on Netflix called A Broad Church, which is some kind of like murder mystery from the UK, the BBC show, I think. Uh huh. Very yeah, good. Yeah, I know. Show. I know about it. Yeah, it's cool. It's got a. Uh, David Tennant, who yeah. I guess played Doctor Who. I don't. I don't, I don't follow Doctor Who, but he was. Uh, he's a great actor in it. A lot of good. I've heard the name. It. I've heard the name David Tennant. Yeah, so that's what I'm watching now. But you know, I'll watch a movie. I just watched the Michael Douglas in the Game for the fiftieth time before this. And so, um, so when you're doing an exercise and you're watching TV, yeah, I see this all the time at gyms. Right, somebody's there watching TV or they're listening to music or something. Um, while you're doing that, do you not find it that your attention goes into the media and you forget to really be trying hard at the exercise? I, I can see how that could happen uh, to people with less um, diligence than than I have when I put it into it. But I do make a conscious effort 
not to let that happen right above. Oh, um, I'll send you a picture tonight. Mere inches away from the top of the iPad is the display that shows how many strokes per minute and the uh, the intensity of the strokes that I'm doing. So it's it's would be it's, difficult it's to mere, not it's notice mere that. inches. It's just mere inches. Mere away. inches. And uh-huh. so for me, I have you know goals I want to try and do. Uh, strokes of a certain strength and a certain number. And so I, I keep my eye on that, but I actually noticed that like I was recently, I'd watched uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. And when there'd be a chase scene or something, I would look down, I'd be like, Whoa, crap. I'm really rowing right now. You know, like it has the opposite effect sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 You get into it and you're like, Holy crap. Look at me. Oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. It wouldn't have occurred to me that you would get jazzed up and start really kicking it. But my back used to be so screwed up when I first started and, and, and such a lack of core strength that I couldn't row for more than about five to seven minutes without being in, in real pain from it. Hmm. And, hmm. and so just gradually extended it. Now I could row for quite a long time. It, it becomes much more of a cardiovascular kind of a tiredness than, than a physical tiredness. But, uh, you know, it's, huh. it's hard work. I love it though. I love rowing. I always found that I, you know, I have this, uh, distracted attention problem, whatever it is such that, you know, if there's music playing in the house, I often will get absorbed in the music and forget that I was doing something like halfway through the washing the dishes. But, but more than that, I just get, I get overwhelmed, right? There's music and I'm doing the dishes and I just get overstimulated because there's, there, <clears throat> there's too much going on. And when I'm in a gym and try to look up at the TV, mm-hmm. at the news or mm. something, or try to imagine that I'm watching a thing, yeah. it's, it's not that I, I don't think it's, it's that I would forget to do the workout, but that I, there's just too much going on. You know, like I'm trying to watch a TV show, but I'm also trying to do this exercise and, you know, and at first I'm in a helicopter and then I'm in a hovercraft <laughs> It just feels like I got, uh, like it's too, it's too busy and it starts to irritate me at a sort of static level. You know, you see, you see those movies, um, where they're, they always are trying to, or I mean, it's not just movies, right? I think that people, there are all kinds of kids who get super overstimulated and start to freak out because, you know, because one playing card is out of order or, you know, the, right. It's a, it's a common thing. And, um, and it only, it only shows up in me with, um, with like music or visuals while I'm trying to do something else. Like I can handle, I can even handle two completely separate songs playing at the same time, but I can't, listen to a song and also uh like do a, do other things i can sure. drive and listen to music but i think that that um with working out i get so like into the pain of it that the that the tv show or the music would get uh would would feel like a burden and i'd have to turn it off however i've never been to the gym with an ipad i am describing being at the gym listening to or trying to watch TV Mm -hmm. or like having headphones on, but I don't, I don't really do that either. So maybe I'm, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe it's a beautiful world and I should just listen to 
listen to beautiful music while I do my beautiful work. Uh, yeah, nothing wrong I, with listening to music. You could position the rower so that you're <clears throat> looking out of a window and look that mm-hmm. and look down upon the perhaps the real water and pretend you're out there. Uh huh. You could you yeah. could row outside for real. Pretend water. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Just yeah, I'll put a put a poster of some of like Lake Constance up on the wall yeah. and just be like, I'm rowing, yeah. I'm rowing across this beautiful lake. Um. All right. Well, you know, I have I have some. Uh, some lifetime experience in gyms. I keep meaning to go, but, but the problem with gyms is they became like cell phone companies or, uh, yes. or table companies. No, I know what you're going to say. Absolutely. You're right. Where it's just like, I just, I don't want all this problem. I don't want, I don't want to sign a contract and I don't want to have to think about the fact that this place has a different philosophy than yeah, another place. Yeah, yeah. It should just be, it should just be a big room with, with fluorescent lighting and mirrors and like a bunch of, weights and a bunch of machines that's exactly like the gym i go to well where did those places go i i every time every time i see a gym now it's it's called like crunch time yeah and so you what? walk in the door and somebody <laughs> yeah. in a polo shirt is like hey i've got a clipboard here why don't you right. sign up for 42 months and well, that's the thing now off. here's the thing now and you you see this i don't know if these are if this is a national company or if it's just here in in austin but there's a a, a company here called our orange theory uh, yeah. where, you know, they've got like treadmills and, and relatively light weights and kettlebells and things like that. And then you have somebody who's there like in a very, very tight nipple articulating polo t-shirt. Uh, and they're sort of, they're yelling and, and, you know, getting you to go. And then you have to wear, it's just so Gattaca. You've got to <laughs> wear a heart monitor and it displays like your heart and your pulse and blood pressure and stuff up on a screen for everyone to look at so they can see like how bad you're suffering and and then you're like competing with the person next to you to like have your heart and they're like say okay you know we want your heart to be in like you know level three right now not level five you know and you better better start walking instead of jogging they're like yelling at you and there's music is like (laughs) like super loud and uh yeah i don't know i don't know what that is I don't do any kind. Of, I feel like that's for people who really need to be motivated and and can't find it within themselves to just say I'm just going to go and do an activity that they need to be pushed and and they're very very popular. There are a lot of people that go to these things, but I'm with you. I want just a basic gym. I don't use machines. Um, I just do free weights. So I don't I don't really have an with with maybe one exception for like pull downs. Um, and that's the most basic machine. It's a pulley with weights on one end and a handle on the other. So that's, that's fine, but I don't use machines or anything else. And a lot of people use the machines. Um, and, and so a lot of the gyms you go to are just tons and tons and tons of these really high end machines. The gym I go to, like it's month to month. It's a flat rate. Uh, it's just like you described a big room, fluorescent lights, a bunch of weights, they have some machines, but you know, most mostly what they have are just straight up weights. Lots of benches. They got six squat racks, three deadlift uh, platforms. It's great. Yeah, you do everything you want there. Yeah, I'm sure you've got that in Seattle. I'm sure there's gyms like that. Now, then CrossFit is a whole other thing. 
Yeah, I'm not interested in that. Good. I see those people. Yeah, that's, they can, they're happy to do that, and yeah, I'm not, ha- I'm not happy even, to drive past them. You know, let's not even talk about it. But I don't want to. Comp- I don't want to compete. No, there's no reason to compete. No, I just want to be. I just want to do my little thing. I mean, if I go to the gym and had a friend, and the friend was about what I was about, where I was, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the news of the day, and then lifting things mm-hmm. and moving things around. You know, that would be fun. Yeah, that's exactly what you should do. And then you've got another person who can kind of like help you and keep you in check. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, um, see you tomorrow at the gym, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then now you're accountable. Now you've got to yeah, go. Yeah, right. <clears throat> that was how it was in, in high school. But but I don't have any friends that are at their liberty to do that. Would that you ever work already... out with a, with a listener? Uh, not unless there was some other reason that we were friends. Okay. But like, you know, all my friends that are, that would, that would be like that are all trying to get me to do hot yoga. They're not trying to That's get nonsense. me to, you know, do you, have, they, do they you know, do you know do. a lot of guys doing hot yoga? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, not a lot, but you know, but enough. Yeah. Your good friend, Jason Finn is, uh, is all about hot yoga. And, uh, and he would be pleased as punch if I was like, okay, fine, I'll do hot yoga. But anyway. Why I anyone that, would want to do that? I think that, you know, the, the path to fitness for me has always been walking because yeah. I, because there's enough going on when you are on a walk that you, that your mind has plenty to occupy it and your body just trucks along, truck, truck, truck. And if I walk five miles a day or something, I like, I keep I keep uh, I keep in fairly good condition, and then the other stuff like the um, the flat stomach and the ability to row and stuff like that. I, I, I throw a rowing machine in there. This is all just conjecture, though, or it's all somewhere out in the future, because at this point in my life, Dan, I'm right in the middle of a big upheaval of everything. Yeah, and I don't have any. There's no. There's no ground underneath my feet anymore i'm i'm 100 flying through the sky the other night i was sitting around and i was like i had that that feeling that overtakes me sometimes which is just like it's uh, uh when i was younger i would just like i would get this feeling in the middle of the night and i would just go out i would i would pack a little bag of uh stuff that i might need over the course of the next 12 hours and I would just go out and start moving and looking for trouble isn't exactly the, uh, the most accurate description, but it was pretty It was in the family of like, I'm looking for trouble and I like looking for trouble kind of means like, I'm just out, you know, in the bar, but I was literally looking for trouble. Mm -hmm. Like where is the trouble and how do I get, if not into it, then, then proximate to it. And I got that feeling. I get it all the time, but I but I got it. And you know, lately I have a few canisters of trouble. That if I want trouble, I, I go open one of the canisters. Right? There are people <laughs> people that I know <laughs> right. are trouble. There are situations I know are trouble. I love that. And I'm sitting around. And I'm like, oh, geez, here's the feeling. Like I need to get into some trouble. And so I pick up the phone and I open a canister of trouble. But lately I've been. I've been kind of um, pruning most of my most of the trouble out of my life because there's just there's just r- like regular 
regular trouble. I don't need to go out in the middle of the night and find it. It's just kind of like bills to pay style trouble. And I was getting, I wasn't getting enough sleep is the thing. I was getting exhausted. Yeah. I've been exhausted for yeah. months. So I was like, no more, no more. But anyway, I was, I was looking for trouble and I was like, where does a person find trouble nowadays? I don't live I can't, I don't, I do not want to walk out the door of my house and start walking around looking for trouble like I used to do. Cause there's plenty of trouble in my neighborhood that I don't want to get into. Sure. I'm like, fuck, I want some trouble. And as a, like it was, I, I phrased it as a joke and it was, I think received as a joke by a lot of people, mm -hmm. but I, but it was not a joke. Uh, I went on Twitter and I was like, I'm looking, you know, it's Tuesday night and I'm fucking looking for trouble. DM me. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, the thing is I didn't open my DMS. Oh, so that was a nice little filter. So that was the joke, right? That that's what made everybody go like, ha 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 ha. He's joking. Yeah. That's a good, you know, that's a, that is the style of Twitter joke that we used to tell one another. Hmm. But in fact, it was a filter and it was like, like if you are really, if you are really trouble, then you'll find a way around this. Like if you're, if you're really looking to get into trouble, you, you're not going to be inhibited by the fact that I didn't open my DMs. Right. The thing is like, I'm, I'm always trying to gauge like how to engage with the wider world via the internet without exposing myself, not to trouble because I'm into the trouble, exposing myself to uh, being too seen, right? Mm. Like, you know, like I do not want, I don't want to, I don't want to go on a dating site. I do not want to publish an open letter. I do not want to have conversations with people visible to other people. Um, it just, uh, it's just in, like it's part of who I am that I, that I am, um, that I prefer to remain in the shadows in some, in some aspects, right? Obviously I'm not in the shadows. I have fucking five podcasts, but, but part of me is always the, the part of me that I keep closest is the, is also one that's, that is very, uh, private is the wrong word, but is, um, not revealed. And so I'm always trying to figure out like, okay, I've got the internet. I've got all these people that are on the internet and some percentage of them, some small percentage of them are interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Like not just like, oh, that's interesting. But like, oh, this is like, I could get into, I could get into it here. I could get into something. Yeah. Something that I wouldn't necessarily have, uh, have that I wouldn't know if I just was like, going around a supermarket with a shopping cart. But it's also like, there's no way that Paul F. Tompkins is going to go on Twitter and say like, Hey, who wants to get in some trouble with me? You know, it's not part of the culture that I'm in to put yourself on the internet that way. Right. And there isn't a safe way of filtering people. If I was just like open DMS, go for it. Right. I'd get 50 DMS from like dudes like uh, the one who wants us to make socks, who have a dog in their avatar who are like, dude, I'll get in trouble with you. I'm in St. Louis right now. What should we do? Right. It's like, no, no, no. I mean, that's lovely, but, but that is not what I meant. And I, but I don't know how to calibrate 
my access to the world, which is considerable, versus, well, for instance, some of the people that might want to get into trouble with me that I would want to get into trouble with are think, are sitting there thinking, eh, he would never want to get into trouble with me, right? Like, there's no adventure that he, that we could go on that he would be interested in. Sure. And it's like, no, 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 don't think that. Don't think that. Because people contact me a lot and they're like, I'm sorry to bother you. And I'm like, you're not bothering me. This is not, you have required very little of me so far. Like, all I had to do was read your your message and think about it. It's not, it's no imposition. And there are people who are like, oh, that's, you know, it's just, there's a thousand levels of shyness or reticence or like, um, inhibitedness. And so generally the people that are like, I'll do it, you know, like the first ones to jump up and raise their hands are the extroverts mm-hmm. and the, the ones that are like, um, that aren't thinking it all the way through, you know, they're not thinking they're not, what they're thinking is, um, John Roderick will entertain me. And that's not thinking it all the way through. Like I'm not sitting here at my computer thinking I want to be, uh, I want to take someone on a magic adventure. Like I want to be fun for somebody else. You know, I'm thinking maybe there's somebody out there that has some contribution they can, to me, they can make, you know, right. some, 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 they can bring some interest to me or some difference or some, uh, some crazy thoughts or something, you know? Because in the middle of the night on a Tuesday, I am not thinking, um, boy, I'd sure like to, you know, have a conversation with a young guy about his future. <laughs> Although I absolutely will. Yeah. I absolutely will. Will If you send me a letter in the middle of the night and there's nothing else going on, I'll be like, let me tell you about what happened to me. <laughs> but but how to get over, like when we said, when we said send us a tweet and say hello when we said that on our show, however many months ago, yeah, we got so many tweets. Yeah, we got a and lot. It was, and it was great. And a lot of them were people that were like, ugh, I hate this. I like, I hate that, that I even, that you made me do this, but here I am. Hello. Thank you. Goodbye. And I was like, totally get it. That is absolutely what I would have done too. Like, ugh, okay, fine. I'll tweet you. And I know that there are thousands of people who are like, no, thanks. Or yeah, I'll probably, I'll tweet him one of these days or, you know, I'm never going to get a Twitter and I don't, and I don't even like be, have the, having it suggested, whatever it was. Like I could relate to every single one of those things, but it's the, if I didn't have access to the world through the internet, the, this wouldn't be a problem. I would just, on a Tuesday night when I wanted trouble, I would go down to the I would go stand in front of the supermarket for a while and see what happened. Or I would go, you know, I would go like I used to do and just start go down on the houseboat docks and walk all the way out to the end of the dock on my tiptoes and see if there, you know, see if I could meet a sea lion or, I mean, there were so, I, Oh, I did that the other night. There used to be a, there's a houseboat dock. So, so everybody knows about the houseboat communities of Seattle and there are these wonderful little, neighborhoods that are floating on Lake Union primarily and the city is going huckledy buck all around them uh, but you can't just get down on the docks most of them have gates most of them are 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 private and even if you could most people just aren't aware that they're there you can't see them from the street 
You know, it's a whole universe of people that live down on the water and the rest of the city is swirling around them. Uh, but 25 years ago when I was out looking for trouble on a Tuesday night, I started going down in the middle of the night and trying to find all the houseboat docks that you could get down there and go out to the end of the dock. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of those houseboat docks, they've got 25 or 25 homes all tied to these, these little docks. And so you can walk down basically what is a sidewalk and look at all these cute little sort of, a lot of them are very old bungalows. And, and then there was a class of people that built funky eighties style glass brick houseboats. Right. You know, they're, it's neat. And then you get to the end of the dock and all of a sudden you're in the middle of the city in the middle of the night and you're out and the lake is calm and mm. there are little, you know, there are otters and there are beavers and there are lots of like aminals wandering around the lake in the night and every once in a while a little boat goes by and you can hear the city far off, but it, but it feels like you're in a place of real solitude and everybody else on the houseboat dock is asleep because it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm not doing anything. I'm not peeping on them. I'm not stealing anything. I just want to be at the end of their dock, which is a place that, uh, I'm not supposed to be, but also uh, like most of like 22 hours of the day, I, I would be unwelcome there. But nobody's using it at three in the morning. Like there's all these wonderful things, this late night place, and it's not getting used. And so it's fine for me to, I feel fine for me to be down there because I'm using it and I'm not taking anything away from anybody. My presence down there is not, it's not, it's not threatening anybody. It's not bumming anybody out. I'm not in anybody's way. And so a lot of times they'll have a little bench down at the end of their dock little neighborhood bench and I'll just sit on the bench and I'll just sit there for a while. And I, when I used to smoke cigarettes, I would sit there and smoke cigarettes. But anyway, the other day I was, it was the middle of the night. I was looking for trouble and I said, I haven't been down and s down to the end of a houseboat dock in, I can't re remember the last time years. Mm. And there was one that I loved the most. And so I drove over to this place and I parked and since that time they've improved the bike path and the parking lot is different and it used to just be like railroad ties and and weeds but now it's kind of fixed up they've turned it into a, a commuter thoroughfare but I was very pleased to see that the neighborhood was still very secluded if if you were even if you ran by there every day you might not even notice the little gate tucked back in the bushes pleased to find that the gate was still unsecured and I, I went down there, I tiptoed down to the end of the dock and I, and the bench was still there and it was like a, it, the bench was kind of falling down. I had to, I had to be careful not to break it, but I sat on the little bench and I watched the calm lake and the critters and listened to the traffic in the distance and you know, that's not bad trouble. It's like the best kind of trouble. Mm. And it's nice to have, for most of my life, I never had somebody there with me. Yeah. I did all those things by myself. All the, all the most interesting things 
I was always sitting watching the sun go down by myself on some ledge, you know, and, and I know there are lots of people who have lived like that, who always had someone there, who always had a partner. And it's one of, it's a, maybe it's a, a grass is greener situation where I didn't have a partner because that, because in the end that wouldn't have been fun, but I don't know. I didn't, I never did it with a partner such that I don't have a point of comparison. I can't say what it would be like if, if, I mean, what it would be like is that that place at the end of that dock wasn't mine. It belonged to us. Right. You know, like that was our song. That was our dock. And so I don't know if going down there now would be the same because I'd be like, oh, this was where Megan and I used to watch the otters. <laughs> and as it is, it's not, it's not where Megan and I watch the otters. I, it's just where I went down to watch the otters. Right. Uh, and so, but there's, but that the romantic in me, it, it always imagines that there's a partner in crime that is, you know, that would, that would a find that interesting B not be a drag, mm-hmm. which is a big part of it. You know, just don't be a drag. I've never, I've never, I've never been with an optimist who was also not a Pollyanna mm-hmm. that, and I'm starting to feel more and more like I need an optimist in my life, mm. but someone who, who doesn't, I, li- feel I like, like that. I like that you're feeling this, right? But, uh, but I don't want them to f- be a person that feels like the things in me that are not optimistic or the darkness in me is something that I need to a get over or that there's a cure for, or that they've got a book I need to read that will help me with it. You know, somebody who's an optimist, but who, who understands and accepts that I, because, because, you know, yes, I brood, but I'm not, I, I don't feel like, um, I don't feel like I'm a pessimist, right? I brood and I chew on things and, and there's a lot of darkness that I will, you know, I'll I'll paw around in. But in the end, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I believe in the future. I believe in the world. I think people are good. You know, like I'm, I'm positive. And I, I feel like most of the encounters I have with people when they say, I get a lot of people that say, you need to get outside and walk around. That'll, you know, get some air in your lungs. Like that'll cheer you up. And I'm like, yeah, thanks for telling me what I need to do. But the, but the rare people I've met over the years who are like, Hey, let's go, you know, let's go to the pool. And I go, well, and they're like, come on, let's go to the pool. Mm -hmm. Like positive and, and not waiting for, you know, like not, they don't let me drag them down. They are, they're like, they have that energy and it's positive and they feel like the thing in me that is dark is fun, but also like not permanent. It's not a, it's not an impediment. It's not a disease. It's not something that needs to be cured. It's just something that needs to be, uh, like held. And then (laughs) because, because I think there are a lot of people that are like, oh, I want to go down to the dock in the middle of the night. But 
But what drives me down to the dock in the middle of the night is not just like, la-di-da-di-da, like, let's go look for a place to sit. It's like, you know, I get to the end of that dock because I'm working right. through things. Right. And it's like, and I feel like the end of that dock is, is like a safe, secure place. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem to most people to be secure because, because you're in the middle of other people's property or, I mean, I've never been a hundred percent clear, like who owns those docks and what exactly it is that keeps you from the end of it. I think if somebody came out in the middle, if some, if you were out there talking, I bet you the people would come out of their little houses and say, what the hell are you doing here? But I don't talk, you know, that's the other thing I'm down there by myself. So mm-hmm. it's not like I'm smoking cigarettes and laughing and drinking wine. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been comfortable publicly saying that I was that I was curious about other people uh, in that way, like part like partnership, right? I, because that's that's a vulnerability I don't express. Um, I always express self containment is the primary thing that I put forth into the world. I never think like, oh, what if what if there was someone else that would that would add to my experience here. Um, and when I do think that it usually takes this form of like, it's Tuesday night and I'm looking for trouble. Who is going to give me the most drama in the shortest amount of time? Um, which is also, that's stood me well mm-hmm. over the years, at least as far as I can tell, I don't have a, I don't have a control group to compare. We would like to say thank you so much to Linode. This is the hosting company that I use for everything we do at 5x5. It's also all of our uh, servers, infrastructures, database stuff, all the stuff we do over at Fireside.fm, the podcast hosting company that I run when I'm not podcasting. Uh, Everything is over there on Linode. I trust them. I've been a customer of theirs for so long, way before they were a sponsor, and uh, I'm so excited that they're sponsoring They're such a great service. What does this do? Let me tell you, Linode is a place for you to go to set up and run any kind of infrastructure that you have. You can run your servers. And this is the thing, to get started with a server, it can start in as little as five bucks a month. You're going to get a server with one gig of RAM and it can be spun up in in moments, not even minutes, moments typically to get a server up and running. Again, all my infrastructure is over there. I'm in there all the time managing this. They've got a great dashboard. They've got an iOS app that you can use. And you can customize exactly the kind of server that you want. We're talking about Linux distributions. You can pick the one that's your favorite. I like Ubuntu 18. That's what I'm on now, the latest release version of that. But if you like CentOS, if you like something else, they've got all the distributions. You click a couple buttons, boom, it drops down native SSD storage, 40 gigabit network, Intel E5 processors. They've got now block storage, which is the bee's knees in Newark, Fremont, Dallas, Atlanta, Frankfurt, London, Singapore, and soon to be released in their Tokyo data center. They've got an awesome new... Uh, manager application that they've just come out with. They're hiring and it'd be a great place to work. They've got a seven day money back guarantee. You can start, like I said, with a server as little as one gig of RAM for five bucks a month, all the way up to these high memory plans that start at 16 gigs. Uh, Bandwidth comes along with it. So the more servers you have, the more bandwidth you get. It's awesome. And uh, they have a special URL. You're going to get $20 credit. And if you do sign up for that $5 a month plan to host your application, to host your website, to host your files, whatever it is you want to do up there, you can, you can get 20 bucks credit. 
Use the promo code ROADWORK2018, ROADWORK2018, and also visit Linode, L-I-N-O-D-E, linode.com slash roadwork. Just going to that URL supports the show. But when you're ready to sign up, use the promo code ROADWORK2018 and you'll get a $20 credit. We sure do appreciate the support of Linode. You know, I asked somebody the other day, like, what happens if you just go on Tinder and lurk? Like, I've never been on there. People talk Can about you lurk all on Tinder? I thought you had to engage. Well, this was my question. And they said, no, you can lurk. Hmm. I was like, well, how do you lurk? And, and nobody like, wait, else can wait see. for people to find you, I guess? Well, no, because what they said was, well, you can't do anything. It's not like you can, you can't, um, all you can do is look. You can't reach out to anybody. As soon as you reach out to anybody or anybody can see you, then you're not lurking anymore. Then you're, then you're in the game. And I'm not sure whether this person is telling the truth or not. Um, but like, I have a couple of friends that tell me all the time about like, oh, I was on Tinder and I was swiping left and right and this and that. And I saw this person and I talked to that person and, and I meet people who like met their happy relationship on Tinder and I, so I know it's there. I know it's curious. And I know that there, I mean, I know that there are tens and tens of thousands of people that I am communicating with on a weekly basis, but I'm, and, and in some places I'm like on this side of the equation, I've never talked about this before with you or anybody. Mm. So I've been effectively lurking. The problem is I'm lurking and I don't know, like, I'm not looking at like all of the listeners are invisible to me. So I'm not able to see them. So talk about lurking. They can't, you know, they, (laughs) neither of us are visible, but, but it's also, you know, there's, I don't know. There are a lot of imbalances in the world and I am not particularly worried about imbalance Right. Like I feel, I feel like the core strength of someone is, is a much greater factor. I mean, in, in fact, maybe 99% of the, of the factor of their half of a partnership rather than, I, I know there are all kinds of people that get in relationships where they feel like the other person has authority over them or, uh, they don't make any money. So the person that does make money is in control. There's all the, there's all that stuff. But in my relationships, at least, it has never mattered um, who has a job and who doesn't. Right. Because within the relationship, it's clear that the power of the people is – that's the power we're transacting with. Um, you know, my last girlfriend was rich and I am not rich. And it was not really – it certainly wasn't an issue – I mean, I guess it was a power issue to the extent that, um, it was, it was a, uh, it was a fact, right? If she wanted to be in a helicopter and then be in a hovercraft, she could, (laughs) and I couldn't, but it doesn't take, you don't have to take more than one or two steps from that to say like, yeah, but it does. do either of us need to be in either thing, helicopter or hovercraft? No, we don't. So that is that wealth is not that's not actual wealth. 
of any kind. You know, money wealth is like, yeah, you can buy a house, but do we want a house? Yeah, you can. Yeah, we could go to Paris. Do we want to go to Paris right now? Is that really what we want to do? We could. We don't really need anything. We're, we are fortunate enough people. We don't need anything. So money isn't. It, it ended up being about personal power. Internal power. So I'm not worried about about the, the 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 imbalance of somebody like getting into a scenario with me where they know me and I don't know them mm-hmm. where where the imbalance is that I'm a known quantity right 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 but you've that never you've never met them and have no idea who they are but they've yeah, been listening to you for decades right that doesn't concern me because I because it's really just a fact or factor it's much more the case that I'm also very, uh, uh, in, in, I have an inner strength or power and that's the thing that, that should concern people, not concern them, but like they would need to match that in some way, even if they were completely small and quiet and passive, they would have to have that inside, you know? But they would if they were bold enough to they would have to in order to be bold enough to 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 bridge the gulf too right so i but I think that gets in the way of a lot of people they're like, but you know i like I'm embarrassed I would know I would be making inside jokes to you all the time about your about super train and and you don't know anything about me. It's like, yeah, well, that's just the, that's just how it is, right. You learn about somebody pretty fast and super train. Believe me, that's not, you don't know anything about me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Super train. Uh, 